I don't think this mic has ever done standing meditation before. <laughs> Just to mention that um, you know, sitting does is part of what we do, but because of the nature of you know, the structures that we practice and teach within, sitting takes is a, a way to instruct if we sit down together. And I think it does. Uh, have some drawbacks. Uh, many of you, I imagine, have spent considerable amounts of time just struggling with, with different kinds of pain. Um, and thank you. Um, here's a new kind of pain. <laughs> so essentially, standing can allow. Um, the sense of the tightness in the chest uh, and that, that or compression of the spine to, to relax, to come out of that. It's because we're not holding us, we're not uh, having to hold ourselves up from the hips. You know, where you get that problem with it around the hip lumbar region and this, often the muscles in the small of the back are not developed, posture muscles are not developed. So there's a kind of sense of the sitting becomes the natural stress there, and it often is not able to fully rest in that. So standing, nice way of just centering oneself, uh, trying to get the, as we do in, in Qigong, getting the weight to descend down into the feet, so the standing position in, in the feet is essential. Um, I use myself the similar stance to Qigong, which is the legs going straight down from the hips so that the feet are, soles of the feet are spread evenly distributed over the ground. The weight then can be carried by both feet and softening the knees so the knees don't carry the weight and they have a little holiday. Dropping the spine, which is the sacral sacrum and the the tailbone, the coccyx. So, a sense of relaxing in the buttocks, and all this pelvic abdominal region, so that the um, a tensions and cramping there can be relaxed and it's um, with, with relax, relaxing often you don't realize how much low-grade tension the body carries it becomes so normal that we really have to explore and make deliberate attempts to release particularly in this region, and if you have been used to sitting uh, in a way whereby this, is, this area is all stressful, relaxing the abdomen, dropping the tail. Moving down through the abdomen, down through the pelvic floor, the perineum, 
and the upper thighs, so letting everything release downwards. So we can often be held in the perineal area between, behind the genitals. There's a kind of tightening there, which um, you know, becomes more or less there all the time. We don't even realize it. it, used to being slightly tight and withheld. Obviously, there are issues around uh, you know, sexuality and all that. So, but then if it is tight in this, in this base region, there's no way that the breath can really go all the way out. You, know, you can't get a deep sense of relaxation breathing out. Yeah. And so if you don't breathe out properly, the in-breath can't come in properly. And there's always a residual stress feeling. <coughs> so particularly in this area, breathing out, really trying to get the sense of releasing down through your legs, softening the knees. Sensing the tone of the abdomen. Can it easily distend forwards if you breathe it as you inhale? Or even... Don't inhale, but let it happen. Try to complete an out-breath, stay fully, and relax. And let it happen. Let it open the belly. And completely. And softly, when it's completed itself, letting it go. Moving up the body, up the spinal uh, channel, into the rib cage. When the when the in breath happens, when the breathing in happens, does that structure, that general structure of the rib cage, does it lift at all? In the diaphragm, gently lift a half an inch, whatever. So there's a sense of some rising in the ribs, in the, in the whole of that structure. As we explore this, seeing how, um, if that can happen, the shoulders naturally get eased back with every inhalation, they naturally ease back. And breathing out, letting the shoulders slide down the back. So naturally this opens the chest without pushing it. And there's a certain level or layer of of exposure here. You know, this is the heart region, the soft area of the, of the front of the body. Maybe so, just a little bit of uncertainty about that, how to be with that, to open that. So just taking it from the breath, letting the breath do it, the soft, relaxed, soothing breath. We can't force the body. You force it, you'll take it into forced patterns but it will never trust you, never relax. Breathing is what it trusts.
And if we can let that sense extend up the chest, the breathing, right under, even to the places under the collarbones. And again, the shoulders may just slide back an increment. And then continuing that general way of cultivation, can the throat be open? Can there be space between the chin and the chest? Obviously there is, but a real sense of space. So once again, there is a delicate issue of how exposed can I can it be? As we all recognise, many times we meditate this place automatically the head tips over it. Even in walking, head tips over it. And that's not because the floor is so interesting or it's a subtle body signal of when I tip over I'm not going to be so exposed. Relaxing the head, <clears throat> the various um, many muscle structures around the head and the face. The first is the, in the jaw, under the chin and the jaw. And around the base of the skull, going into the occiput, the space between the top, neck, bone, and the skull. Letting the tongue recline in the base of the mouth. Then the moving to the top of the head structure around the eyes, <clears throat> feeling into the sockets around each eyeball. Visualizing, imagining the eyes, the eyeballs floating in that in those sockets. Often I practice this with the eyes open or slightly open in order to be aware of the focusing muscles in the iris of the eyes. So even if the eyes are closed, it doesn't necessarily mean that those, the irises are relaxed. They can be darting or tight. And it's this movement of the eyes, particularly the iris, is associated with thinking. You know, so rapid thinking, the eyes flitter or tighten. 
And we probably recognize that how when we tighten into a particular thought, depending on what the thought is, something tightens in the eyes. And if we can rest the eyes, really rest them, thinking can't grip. There's a sense of spaciousness instead. You maybe still have peripheral thinking, trembling, but you, you can't be gripped in the same way if the eyes remain relaxed. But sometimes having them open is a way of checking that. And the temples and the forehead, these places are places where there is some ability to, in a voluntary way, that is, in a deliberate way, relax the scalp, the whole of the casing of the upper head. Temples will tend to rest when the jaw does, and the forehead will tend to rest when the eyes do. Uh, Perhaps putting a little more attention into those areas. Particularly in terms of the how the mental cognitive faculties are so bound up with this part of the body. So if we almost allow ourselves to become stupider and stupider, you'll find that parts of your head begin to relax. Physically, so becoming more and more bovine <laughs> and simple, brainless, and you feel parts of your head, scalp, soften up. We might also, as that happens, be able to recognise that the Scalp, the top of the head, is actually is sentient. It's not a, many times it becomes a helmet to deal with impact and impingement. But when there can be this resting in the scalp, realize that actually it's alive, tingles, and it's like the bud growing tip of a tree or a plant. It senses what's above. We can extend our attention into that sensing what's above us. Sensing what's in front of us. If you're feeling out the envelope of space around the face, the throat, the back, around the side, sides of the chest, around the abdomen, around the legs, and the ground beneath the feet. If we can sense that, you know, send our antennae out, it can be a real sense of being held, 
by what's around us in a, in a comforting way. And all we need to do in terms of our physical effort is just try and stay aligned, stay aligned to that and check and they're contracting that takes us out. Contracting is normally defensive in emotional tone. It's so that you get these maybe slight trembles of of uncertainty or wanting to be smaller or wanting to be screened and meeting those and so you are screened. You've got this aware space around you. Nothing's going to come in here without you knowing it. <clears throat> Look out for that contracting in the joints. And the first place maybe in the fingers keeping the fingers soft and limp maybe between the upper arm and the shoulder where, where the contracting begins to pull the arms in and eventually the shoulders will slightly rise so look towards letting the arms be long also occur in the jaw, slight holding, or in the forehead, where one begins to try to get a hold of this. Then the joints, knee joints, hip joints, just watch, be aware there of that tendencies and see, you can just keep breathing out and opening those. Allowing yourself to move slightly if you feel things begin to tighten or cramp. Rock slightly. Spring gently. To to release tendency to tense up. Now let's do a little bit of um, massage. So, not losing that whole sense, being able to refer back to that whole sense at any time we wish to, to keep connecting to the space around us, to keep having that sense of ground. But if that is settled, we can, we can refer to that. Bring one's attention onto particular parts of the body. <clears throat> and we'll start with the head. Start with the crown, the top of the head, sensing it. 
You just get a very broad basic sense of that. Bringing into the mind's eye the impression of skin, the hardness of the head, top of the head. And imagine that as if um, water was running over it. And that that tissue could turn, could soften something perhaps more pliable, like the having the texture of the abdomen. And even liquid. and becoming more and more spacious. It's as if the textures unfold from earth through to air and space. And taking that down to the forehead, the center of the forehead between the brows, if you're gently applying awareness there, like a balm, circling around and softening something that might have a lot of rapidly firing sensations in it and just softening there if that place could become jelly-like liquid and even open so that the that, that third eye can be like um, an open space where energy can travel outwards and inwards as we breathe. And coming down to the eyes, feeding around the left eye socket. Textures there, moving from something solid to something liquid, and spacious, so the eye ball floats in the cavity of the socket. And repeating this with the other eye, working from the bridge the nose under the brow and around the eyeball. Like when the sensations and tingle into space. <clears throat> and moving down over the cheeks, letting the face, tissues of the face become more like a cloth or a sponge 
stretchy. around the mouth <coughs> it's a very expressive charged area the corners of the mouth the un- under lip and the over-, over lip the upper lip And wrapping around, from the front, wrapping around the sides of the head, the temples, where there can be a pulse pulsing in the sides of the head. Just creating space around that, as if those, that pulse can just be something that throbs and is discerned, moving into empty space. Allowing it to do what it needs to do. Wrapping around the skull, particularly the base of the skull, as if the head can float, and the strong ropes of the neck muscles, which bind, can be slackened. The head moves up. Tuned to the qualities of the throat, whose, with the very nature of which, requires it to be open. It's a passageway. Can it be in, internally, the sense of opening the larynx, as if one's voice can drop down. No one's breathing, you can almost hear it whispering over the voice box. There's no attempt to fashion it in the throat, even subconsciously. <coughs> you may feel the, that vocalizing pattern descend. Descending down into the <coughs> Enter the chest. 
when there's openness we speak from the heart. Contemplating around the neck, is there anything here holding me, collar? With the inclination to let the body hang underneath the head. All the collarbones and the structures relax downwardly. The arms lengthen. And this area just below the throat, the very top of the chest, and relax. And it does so, it can also receive more inhalation. And just contemplating as we do this. Uh, any emotional patterns that come up. Maybe just a trembliness or a... being touched. And without going into all of that, connecting that to the very tissue structure. Letting the tissues themselves say, express what needs to be said. So to just bonding that into the very flesh structure, the body, energy. Often as we relax things, there are moods, emotions that are freed up or released and can be a lot there. So we acknowledge the energy of that and try to connect that energy to the tissue structure, the flesh, the opening, the releasing, the sensing, the awakening of the body, feeling the feeling in the feeling. Recognizing that um, any mind or focusing that tends towards spreading, expanding, will be that which soothes and releases. Any attention that tends towards holding or contracting or even seeing things more clearly tends towards heightening and intensifying energy. We're finding our own measure in this. And continuing down the chest. And the heart region. Across the chest. Under the arms.
around the back. And here particularly how <clears throat> how the um, body warms or rises or feels satisfied with a sense of just gently being held. Gently so we can feel our breathing swelling and softening. including the arms in there, so we can breathing out down the arms if you're unpeeling or gently lengthening the arms if any of the tightness can be gradually rolled back away from the body down the wrists and out the fingers so we're sweeping out Sweeping away that which feels tight or trapped, and combining that with the ability to breathe in or to feel held. Remembering again, if your legs feel shaky, being able to swivel or flex. Seat yourself in a way where you can comfortably keep your torso open and upright. And coming to the solar plexus region just underneath the lower ribs in the center of the body. We focus there, can we imagine that <clears throat> place which can be is a powerful muscle like any other muscle it can harden and can have breathing our attitude, our sense of heldness, let that open up. And perhaps it's important to realize it. <coughs> this place is a very primary place of defense. <coughs> so it needs to know everything, things are okay around it. It's, it's sub verbal, you know, you can't talk it out of it. Uh, it needs to sense, open and sense the space is okay. 
It may take some time. If it feels tight, just move around that area. What's immediately below it, what's immediately above it. Is that okay? The only way that feels really tight, don't go into the center of it. Just find a place somewhere nearby that is okay and massage from there. Breathe from there. Letting the message travel. And if these places open up, you can maybe feel the spine loosening and places in the spine between the shoulders feel a little more um, sentient and less rigid. Can the abdomen feel like water? Flowing like a wave. First the front, front of this. And then moving around the sides of the body. We we notice the whole side of the of the body is really aware right up from the chest to the hips uh, normally this is a, an area that can be held by the arms or even by tight clothing if we can sense that the whole sense of that side of the body if the ribs could open, we could be wider. Mm. If we could be wider, imagine rather than taller, just wider. Mm. So you begin to know what your own space really is, the dimensions of your own space, the width of it. And if that you sense into that, there's like a sense of relief and stability, confidence. We can, just using the the, uh, water element as a sign to attune the lower abdomen from the navel on down. Can the tide go completely out and in as you breathe?
breathing down, releasing, breathing out, breathing down. And just letting the in-breath happen as if it's being poured in and flowing down through the body. (coughs) Filling up from the base, up through the abdomen, chest. And checking into the, the jointing structures in the hips and the groin of the legs, where the legs meet the body. And whatever feels withheld there, particularly in the, in the sexual regions, the body, sense of slight covering on that. If they they're trying to let the joints be open and again breathing down Moving down the legs, the firmness of the outer surfaces of the legs and the softness of the inner surfaces. Feeling the strength there in a way that's not tight. And so down into the ground, feet bonding, sinking, rooting into the ground and whatever is beneath us the good earth carries us So just to conclude, coming back to the uh, simple sense of the upright body from the soles of the feet up through the knees, hips, sacrum, particularly important, uh, this place can feel relaxed. Then the spine above it will get a tremendous uh, benefit from that. You can drop the sacrum, relax it, the spine can rise easily and 
bearing in mind as we move up the neck being the spine and moving up into the head this is a central axis and as we move out from there through the tissues that wrap around this the very edge of the skin the tinglingness of the skin and into the space immediately around the body the meeting place which is so crucial the place the boundary place of negotiation of possible openness and connectedness So, concluding that meditation, we can take that sense into our hearing, hearing openly, expanding the auditory consciousness, the touch, all the sounds, and slowly the visual consciousness. <coughs> 